What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Thriving Minds Podcast with your host, Walter Parada, where we strive to provide you with empowering talks so you can live to thrive. So let's get in the right frame of mind and use it as our biggest asset. So today's episode is about trusting yourself. Typically, we put a lot of trust in others, whether it's our parents, our friends, our peers, and all those people that we look up to. We look to them on how to handle ourselves or how to handle situations, trusting that they know what to do or know what you should do. It's important to have these people in our lives that helps us along the way, but sometimes we forget that the person that we should be trusting is ourself. Because you see things from your perspective, the only times you really see yourself is in the mirror. So you're constantly looking at other things whether it's people, things on the TV, on the computer, on the phone, whatever it might be. It's vital that we trust ourselves, and sometimes we have to relearn how to do so because our confidence might have been shaken where, where maybe we make a mistake or someone criticizes us in a very nasty way. This can lead to long-lasting effects that makes us self-doubt constantly at the forefront of our thinking. It's natural to feel bad when we make mistakes, Because it's trying to wake us up to what we need to do better. But when somebody criticizes us in a way that crushes that belief in ourselves, it usually comes from somebody that we're trying to gain their approval or already have it. Then there's a certain set of expectations that we need to live up to it. We don't want to let these people that we care for down where we might say, I should have known better or I shouldn't have done that. This makes us reflect that could spiral into being overly critical of ourselves where we second guess the decisions that we make or that we're about to make because we fear making the wrong choice. In these times that we find ourselves where we might be losing that trust in ourselves, it's pivotal to strengthen it and regain it if necessary because once we lose that, we give up the power that we have. So let's begin by defining what does trusting yourself mean. It's assurance in yourself based on your principles and what you value. It is clear what you uphold and live according to it. We know that mistakes and failures are part of the process. So right off the bat, this signals to us we don't have all the answers or that we do the right things all the time. Knowing this can ease that initial shock that we might experience when those setbacks occur. In having that self-assurance, It gives you the strength to move past those moments that can be unsettling. It signals a strong confidence, but not an arrogance that's rooted in finding the right answers instead of needing to appear right in front of others. Having this outlook makes admitting to yourself when you're wrong and you're not ashamed by it. It's actually a realization that you're on the path to overcome the things that you're struggling with. Not being blinded by your own biases to prevent self-destruction. Those with this self-trust are able to be self-reliant to face certain obstacles, but are also willing to ask for help when they need it. This gives you the ability to handle that self-doubt and use it as constructive building blocks. So those times that mistakes or failures occur, instead of self-doubt beating you down, It's used more to reflect in an objective way to see what was learned from that experience. It's still obviously going to sting to to evaluate some of those past experiences, but it's having enough of that tolerance to stand there and look past that uncomfortableness 
to, to see what the greater lesson is. Where instead of saying, that was stupid of me, how could I have done that? It becomes about, okay, what did I do wrong? What did I learn from this? And how am I going to apply it going forward? This prevents you from being stuck in the past so you can focus on right now to improve things in the future. Think about it. The more that you think about what could have been or what should have been from your past experiences, you tend to live there. But if you can extract those lessons that was gained instead of just dwelling on it, you'll be busy focusing on applying what was learned. The result of this is that you live more empowered and you can stand true to yourself even when others are not on your side. That you will not conform based on being outnumbered or even being outcasted. A great example of someone who has significant amount of trust within themselves is hockey player Jack Eichel. He previously played for the Buffalo Sabres and suffered from a herniated disc in his neck that caused him to miss significant time. At first, the plan was to rehab the injury, but it just worsened. The team recommended he get interior cervical distectomy with fusion, which has been around for 50 years, and it's known as the gold standard. The surgery comes with risk of needing surgery every 10 years, 10 to 50% of the time. Other athletes who had the surgery became a bit rigid, losing some of their athletic traits that made them unique. So Jack Eichel's personal medical team recommended that he get a second opinion and the alternative surgery was artificial disc replacement, which was fairly new compared to ACDF, being around for about 10 years. The ADR, the artificial disc replacement, would give him a better chance of keeping the things that made him a great player and decided that that was a surgery of choice. But according to the NHL collective bargaining agreement, teams have the final say over a player's medical care. And the Buffalo Sabres stood by him getting ACDR, anterior cervical distectomy with fusion. Instead of caving into the team's demands, Jack actually went in front of the league and players union to challenge what he thought was best for him instead of the team deciding what a player should do with his body. The ADR surgery, the artificial disc replacement that Jack wanted, still carried some risk, and most of the surgeons agreed with the team to proceed with the ACDF, the anterior cervical distectomy fusion. So this led to Jack Eichel requesting a trade and not going forward with the surgery that the team wanted him to have. The team responded by stripping him of his captaincy and shut him down for the rest of the season. Many other teams were interested in trading for him, but were hesitant because of the surgery Jack wanted to have. They weren't comfortable with it. And the Las Vegas Golden Knights were the team that were really interested in him and were willing to allow him to have his surgery of choice, his preferred surgery. Eventually, he got traded to them, and the ADR surgery, the artificial disc replacement, came out well and it recovered nicely. He then helped his new team win the Stanley Cup Finals in 2023, just this past year, all because he was willing to trust himself. He gathered the right information from great people around him and decided to go through what was best for him instead of just conforming to the power of the masses. 
You know, this takes a lot of courage to be able to put yourself first at the expense of what others want you to do. It is difficult when you don't have that consensus on your side and you still go through with being the opposition. Because he was willing to stand up for what he believed in, that opened the door for two other players to get that same type of surgery within a year that Jack got his. Six other players have reached out to Jack just to get advice on the whole situation as they were unaware that they could stand up for themselves in this way. It's very admirable when someone can handle themselves with this level of conviction and composure to challenge the opposition in a very professional manner. This shows us that we need to be able to trust ourselves and not just go with what information is being told to us. While Jack didn't have the answers about what exactly to do, he gained the information to weigh his options. The easy thing to do would have been to just go with what the team wanted him to do. Just because things have been done in a certain way, in this case the common surgery of the ACDR, is what was commonly accepted as the surgery of choice. But that's not right for everyone. Jack and his team actually took the time to analyze things from different viewpoints. That he took the consideration of what would have been better for him in the long term. While he wasn't being openly defiant just to rebel against the team, he really understood the reasons for why he took his stance. Stories like this can be so monumental to how we should come to trust ourselves a lot more. How many times have we caved in to what others wanted us to do? Sometimes that pressure can be a lot to take on. To build that trust within ourselves, we first gotta just be who we are. Just being true to yourself, not worrying about if others will accept you. It's okay not to be liked by everyone, or even by most people. As long as you like yourself, that's all that matters. The people that are close to you and truly care for you won't care because they're willing to accept you for you. And if they don't, then maybe they're not people that need to be in your life. Because we are social creatures, we do need to be accepted by others to make us feel like we belong. But it shouldn't come at the cost of sacrificing who we really are. So if you're a guy and your buddies like sports and you don't, you don't have to force yourself to like it. Or if you're a lady and you like fixing cars and trucks and your girlfriends don't like it, you don't have to give that up. That pressure to conform can feel suffocating. So use that as a sign to break free from needing to behave how others expect you to. In fact, that your expectation should be that you're just yourself. Embrace those things that you enjoy. Others might find it weird, but that's because they're coming from a different viewpoint. We all don't have to like the same things, just like we don't have to all like each other. And that's not a bad thing. It's not that we become enemies. It's just that maybe we don't have a common bond in certain areas. Just because someone is not interested in golf or does not like it automatically makes them anti-golf. It's just some things does not suit them. I can remember in high school, my friends always had these really nice shoes and I didn't. I had these old rundown ratty shoes and they didn't care. I just remember being grateful that they accepted me for me. It was all about quality connections between us where we all accepted each other for who we are. I could talk to them about, you know, things that I liked as a kid. And honestly, I'm still that kid, only now with a little bit more experience. There were times where my mom would take me and my sister to Disney World at a moment's notice 
when I was still in high school and my buddies wanted to do something together over the weekend and I would tell them, I'm not going to be able to, I'm going to Disney World. And I can remember I would say it with such enthusiasm and energy and I never felt embarrassed by it, you know, to be able to indulge in my kid-like experiences. And that's just something my buddies embraced me for. Another thing that can help strengthen that trust within yourself is to spend time alone. Be intentional with your time where you're just focusing on yourself, not communicating with others in any way as you'll further explore your thoughts. Many times our own thoughts are not being explored enough to come to understand where our head's at. And when that happens, it leads to feeling a bit lost or confused where we're less certain of ourselves and are more hesitant, leading to being reactive instead of proactive. That alone time helps clear up many of those things that gives us a greater sense of who we are and the more that it's done, the greater the trust is built within us. It gives you the chance to decompress and rejuvenate where things become more manageable. This increases your concentration to allow you to better think more profoundly where instead of wondering, what am I doing? It becomes, why am I doing it? Knowing your reasons for why you do anything gives you that rocket fuel in your pursuit instead of just running on fumes. It better helps you recognize why you should or should not do things that can make you pivot quickly. If you ever found yourself in that limbo state, like you're just floating around, it can feel like, what am I doing? Where am I going? This can make it feel that time is just passing me by. Alone time helps you get out of that state quicker, where it serves just as a rest stop instead of, of a long extended stay that keeps you there. Solitude gives you more time to discover yourself. Instead of being influenced by parents, your friends, your peers, or the media, you give more of your time to let your mind unravel and develop into a new level of independence. People at times think they do us a favor by pushing their own ideas onto us, but what they might overlook is knowing how to effectively be supportive and instead become naggers. They just make us want to rebel or move away from them. Giving yourself the time to think helps you break free from needing to be comforted by consensus because you're mentally prepared to go your own way even when others strongly disagree with you. This increases your confidence and gives you the power to keep going instead of self-doubt keeping you in place. Your emotions become more tame that do not get in the way of what you truly value. Use that alone time to get away from that one-size-fits-all approach and, and find that customizable fit. This is a time to ask yourself things such as, is this the right way to go for me? Where you consider how things can play out and if you can handle them. What really becomes overwhelming is when we're surprised for the worst because it means we haven't prepared to withstand it. That alone time gives you the chance to work through things. When you can effectively think things through, it gives you assurance going forward. And with enough time for yourself, you further develop that intuition where you know what feels right to you, where you come to understand things much better because all the little things were noticed that add up to the big picture. Kind of like when you smell something fishy, it raises the alarm like you should pay attention to things. While it's very important to have useful information, that information doesn't 
tell us exactly what to do. That's where that intuition comes in. It acts as a guide to connect things where you almost fear your way through. Think about how you walk. If you wrote down a step-by-step guide on how to walk, it might seem straightforward where you put one foot in front of the other and just move forward. But the feel that we develop can be difficult to explain because walking involves transfer of energy that requires balancing and that is something that must be felt. It's feeling when we're off balance as we'll sense a level of alertness that signals to regain it. If we happen to trip over something or if we're about to climb stairs, it makes us adjust to it. Your intuition helps you know where to focus based on feel. Eventually, you'll find what's truly important to you. You've worked through enough of the things that you value, and you'll know the principles that you stand by. When this becomes clear in your life, you can work to remove much of the things that don't align with it, or at least reduce it. This could be having less contact with certain people who do not value the same things that you do, or content that you thought was once important. Sometimes, just letting go of certain relationships helps you to be your authentic self, where you don't have to pretend to like certain things to make others feel good. Now, this isn't just being blatantly disrespectful to others that don't agree with what you do, but it's just respectfully moving away from things that you are no longer connected with. It's amazing what we can come to understand when we're intentional with our solitude. That we can shed the persona others want us to have where we create our own. Generally, the younger we are, the harder it is to go our own way because of our desire to make friends or keep the friends that we do have. Being alone has been labeled as a bad thing. That it might signal that those who are, are uninteresting. This makes sense from a survival standpoint, since we are social creatures. Our need to be with the herd is what gives us safety, where it's strength in numbers, and those not in the herd signal that something's wrong with them, that it slows down the herd and it puts everyone at risk. So the sick and the old are the first to get eaten by predators, since they're the most vulnerable. This way of seeing things is still carried over today. We don't have that same level of threats today as before, which makes our need to be with the herd less crucial. Instead, being alone should be seen as a sign of taking care of oneself, being comfortable with who you are, and and a sign of independence. Now, I'm not saying that being around people is bad for you, but striking a healthy balance between the two can be extremely beneficial. We still need that contact with other human beings because it helps us be better, but with the right people. Another thing that will strengthen that trust within yourself is being decisive. The less trusting you are in yourself, the more you tend to sit there and wait for things to happen, where the hope is that I don't need to make a decision because it'll be made for me. The fear of making a wrong decision constantly chips away at our ability to assess things properly. And this generally leads to a life where we're not satisfied with what we have. So to work your way out of this or prevent it from happening, make simple decisive decisions and eventually you can work your way up to bigger decisions that gives you confidence that you're comfortable with it. Aim to have your decisions be really sharp, kind of like a well-filed knife. 
The sharper that knife is, the better you can cut with it. But the duller that knife is, the harder it is to cut what you want. So you're kind of stuck in between, not separating between things and it just becomes a mess. So some things that you can incorporate into your daily life is deciding what you want to eat for breakfast. Even though you may be unsure if you want something like cereal or pancakes, just make a decision and follow through on it. So an indecisive decision would be saying, I really don't want cereal, but pancakes require some work. Instead, just say, you know what, I'm going to have cereal because I don't feel like going through all the work to make pancakes. Even if you're disappointed with it, at least you're conditioning yourself to make a decision and owning up to it. We're all going to make wrong decisions and bad ones, but that should not stop us from making future decisions. Dwelling on them is only going to prevent progress from happening. Instead, reflect on them and see what was learned so a bad decision helps us gain information so we can make better ones. We can find out why it was a bad decision and remember certain factors that we can apply going forward. Making a bad or wrong decisions are not final. They're just setbacks, but you can always recover from them. Sometimes they can lead to great things because it helps us realize things that we might blow off when things turn out well, where what is good is taken for granted. Remind yourself that the decisions you make are not all going to turn out well. So be patient and forgiven to yourself. Like anything else, the more that you practice what you do, the better chance you have at improving it. So the more you can get better being decisive, the more trust you have in yourself. See all those decisions that you make as almost like a library of information where you can look back as a reference point to, to almost help you navigate future decisions. Learn to laugh at some of your bad decisions as it helps to move past being so critical of yourself. It will serve you in the long run when you can decide on things with conviction as opposed to just sitting there and sucking your thumb. A decision made is better than waiting for one to happen. When you make a choice, you exercise that power that you have. Trust in yourself comes down to internal respect, where you've developed your way of thinking to stick to your values and principles, that you're confident enough to go against the norms or what is popular if you deem it necessary. It means that you can tune out the outside noise to listen to yourself to guide you in difficult moments. I think we all start off trusting ourselves, and somewhere along the way, Others convince us that we're wrong, that we're dumb, not enough, or we'll never be enough. So it damages our confidence so we can somehow listen to them so they can feel good. If you find yourself experiencing this, know that it's not a knock on you. Sometimes people feel good by needing to put others down to make themselves feel important. You can work away from these behaviors by avoiding blaming or being overly critical, and instead, surround yourself with the right people who are supportive. There are already enough critics out there, so we might as well find the hidden gems to brighten our outlook. The more in tune or in sync that you become with yourself, the better you understand and develop your sense of what is right for you. You can lean on others for advice and help, but your sense of value in yourself will increase the more you can be independent. 
It's knowing that you will not always have the answers, but working your way through things brings out that resourcefulness. Uncertainty will be seen more as opportunity and fear will no longer prevent you from doing things. This leads to leveraging that want to retreat to safety and instead will fight for what you deem worthy. We all have dreams and aspiration to do great things, but those that do are the ones who trust themselves that they can make it happen. Go into your fight believing that you can, and this starts with listening to yourself, finding ways to make it possible. Continuously work on trusting yourself, and you'll be better for it. I hope this episode served you in some ways, and it might hit a note that stings, but just stick with it and and really learn to listen to yourself. If you're interested in more topics like this, become a Thriving Minds member at www.thrivingminds.live. It's your personal development resource to help you live empowered. All right, until next time.